Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is John 14. Do you remember when your parents would start leaving you home alone uh, for the first time where you were not under the care of a babysitter? uh, There was no one watching you. They were leaving and they were leaving you alone and to some extent in charge of the house. Usually, if your parents were anything like mine, there was a little pep talk that came before they left. Well, here we see something of much greater importance and impact than that. We see Jesus, who is preparing to leave. Uh, He is going to be glorified. He is going to go and be with his Father. He is leaving his disciples, Uh, but he wants to give them word. He wants to give them instruction. Okay, what are they supposed to do? How are they supposed to uh, survive while he is gone? And so much of what we're going to see, especially in chapters 14, 15, and 16, And we'll also see it in chapter 17, even though chapter 17 isn't Jesus instructing the disciples directly, uh, he is praying to his father. We still have a lot to learn from that prayer. And so we're going to get a sense of this. And the first thing you see is Jesus encourages them with peace. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. So he wants them not to be troubled, which is understanding. Um, He is saying he is going to leave. How could they not be troubled to hear that? Well, he wants now to remind them and he's going to start by reminding them of their destination. They know their ultimate destination and they know the directions for how to get there. Uh, Their ultimate destination is with Christ in his father's house. That should be comforting to you and me as well, because we are obviously not the apostles or the disciples, but we are still living in that period between the first coming and the second coming of Christ. And there's ways that can be troubling, but we should take courage and let Our hearts not be troubled because we know what our destination is. And even verse three, it talks about Jesus coming back and taking us to be with him. I take that to be a reference to the rapture that Jesus Christ will come back and get his church. And even I've heard people criticize that view that uh, that Christ is going to come back and get his church before a time of tribulation saying, well, that trains people uh, not to be ready for persecution and suffering. Well, if you keep reading through John 14, 15, and 16, you're going to see a lot that should prepare you for suffering and persecution, even if we are hoping and waiting for Christ to come back and to take us to be with him. And he reminds us not only of the destination that should bring comfort to us, it should also bring 
comfort to know that we, we know the directions because he says, you know, the way to where I'm going. And Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Now, often we think about that verse in an evangelistic sense and rightly so. And even something that reminds us it is only through Christ that we can be reconciled to the father. And those are true things, but also think of the importance of those words for believers. How can I stay on the road to this destination? Well, it's Jesus. He is the way, the truth and the life. And I shouldn't be looking for truth or life anywhere apart from him. I I need to seek Jesus for those things. I need to just keep following him because these times that we live in and really all the times between the first coming and the second coming of Christ, they can be dangerous. They can be confusing. They can be hard. But what I need to do is stick to the way, the truth and the life. Um, And then Jesus gives us more things that should encourage us in this season, again, we know through Christ who the Father is. Christ has revealed him to us. We see in this further conversation with Philip, but then we see an amazing promise about the power of prayer. In verses 12 through 14, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask Ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Uh, And so there we see some things, this idea that uh, we will do greater works than these. I don't think that means we're going to do greater signs and wonders. I think, how is it possible to top the signs and wonders that Jesus showed? I think what he is saying is uh, the works that the church will do will surpass the work of Christ in its extent, right? When Christ dies and rises again, there are not a lot of true, genuine Christ followers on the earth. Yet the first day the Holy Spirit comes, 3,000 are baptized into the church. The gospel quickly begins to spread all over the world. I think that's the idea of the greater works. And, And what is one of our primary weapons in that? It is prayer. Uh, And he says some amazing things, and we're wrapping up now the fourth gospel. And I want you just to remember, as we've read through the gospels, we have seen several statements like this, even statements specifically about prayer. And again, my concern as we brought this up, as we've gone through the gospels, is we see these statements like verse 14. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And we start to back away from that and say, that can't possibly means what I think it means. And we start using our experience to explain away scripture. Well, there was this one time I prayed for this one relative to get saved and then they died and I don't think they got saved. And I'm pretty sure I said in Jesus's name when I prayed. Um, So how does this work? And that's where I'll admit I don't have all the answers on what uh, this kind of prayer 
always looks like. But we need, instead of backing away, to lean into the text. And we need to not assume, well, hey, there's a problem with that passage because it doesn't match with my experience. We need to assume maybe there's a problem with my experience. Maybe I'm not actually doing what it says. And again, one phrase I would like to highlight is the purpose that he is granting us what we ask is that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And I want you to um, to, to really make that the heartbeat of your prayers, that you are praying what you pray for the Father to be glorified in the Son. And also that idea of asking in Jesus's name, that often has the idea of authority. You think of a police officer saying, stop in the name of the law, right? He's bringing in the authority of the law to his command. And, and maybe that's a good question to ask. Could I really bring the authority of Jesus into this prayer request? And that's where one thing I would encourage you as we look at these promises to lean into them more, to understand what they mean, lean into the promises of God in prayer, lean into the things that he has said. So you can say, Hey, I I can pray this in the name of Jesus because Jesus has given me the authorization based on the promises of his word. I, I am authorized to ask for this because Jesus has promised this in his word. So let us not waste the weapon of prayer in this time between the first coming and the second coming of Christ. And then in the rest of the chapter, just three things to highlight. Um, One, we start to see, and we'll see more of in this section in the coming chapters, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And it says in verse 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So we see the Holy Spirit and we'll unpack more of that throughout chapters 15 and 16. We will see more about the promise of the Holy Spirit. We also see the importance of obedience. If you love me, you will keep my commandments Uh, is in verse 15, verse 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So another thing in this time in between, we can rely on the spirit and we should lean on Christ's commandments. And this should be a reminder. It is not uh, kind of a quid pro quo. Hey, keep my commandments and then I will love you. It's really all linked together. We keep his commandments because we love him. He's given us his commandments because he loves us. His commandments are for our good. We should not lose sight of that and we should hold on to those commandments as we wait for the return of Christ. And again, we saw the chapter begin with this. Uh, The third thing we see in this latter half of the chapter in the chapter, what we see towards the end is this promise of peace. Uh, He says in verse 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So we are waiting for Christ to come back for us. But in that meantime, there will be suffering, there will be tribulation, there will be persecution, but we should not be troubled. Because we can trust in Christ, look to him, follow him. We have the help of the Holy Spirit. We have the promise of prayer and we have God's commands for our good. So we have a lot of instruction that Jesus has left 
Uh, and we are still here. We have a lot of instruction to guide us until the day when he will come again. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.